0: It's Curious City. Where we take
1: your questions.
0: About Chicago and the region. And investigate. Report. Explore. From WBEZ. Jason Masunas moved to Chicago about a decade ago. And he had this job where he needed to visit people in their homes. So after his first big snowstorm, Jason got a surprise.
1: I was driving around looking for a parking space. And of course, people had called Dibs on a variety of spots.
0: And when he says Dibs, that's Chicagoese, for when people shovel out a parking spot, put something like a lawn chair in there, and claim it as their own. So he moved some stuff, did a bit more shoveling, and took a spot. But then this lady came out of
1: her house. Saying, you know, this is Dibs, my husband did this, you're taking it.
0: He told her he did some extra shoveling and that, frankly, he didn't recognize her so-called Dibs.
1: And I thought that that was the end of it.
0: But it was not the end of it.
1: She asked if I could put everything back when I left at the end of the day. I sort of said, no, I'm just going to leave it for the next person. And she ended with, you must not be from around here.
0: Yep, it is true. Jason grew up in Ohio, where dibs isn't really a thing. So he wrote into Curious City and asked,
1: Where did that practice come from, and is it okay?
0: I'm reporter Monica Eng, and what i found is that Dibs has been around Chicago for at least 50 years. Historian Peter Alter found one reference in a Tribune editorial after the blizzard of 67. And even back then, it implored the city to get the streets plowed before, quote, someone gets murdered. But to Jason's other question, is Dibs Okay. Well, that's a matter of heated debate. I put it on my social media recently, and within hours, my formerly civilized friends turned into a mob of ranters. Some were all for dibs. People come here, move here, don't understand, don't respect the dibs. Taking someone else's dibs is paramount to taking someone else's work. But others? It's selfish, and it goes against what living in a community is all about.
1: In a phrase, I f-ing hate it. It makes the whole neighborhood look awful.
0: But beyond these gripes, Dibs causes fights, vengeful car damage, and bad blood between neighbors every winter. Plus, other snowy cities have found peaceful ways around it. We'll get to those in a second. But as far as Dibs being okay, well, according to the law, no, it's not. And that has been super clear since 1837, when our city founders made a law that said you can't leave random crap on the street. I'll let City Clerk Spokesperson Kate LaFerge read more here. Nor shall any person place or cause to be placed in or upon any public way, any barrel, box, hogshead, crate, package, or other obstruction of any kind. Got it. If you put a lawn chair or a hogshead in the public way, you know, the street, you're breaking the law. And if you break the law in Chicago, you get in trouble, right? Well, not quite. Chicago police officials confirmed that Dibs is not legal. But they also couldn't find a single time they've issued a ticket for it. And why? Well, maybe because some pretty important folks have endorsed Dibs.
1: If someone spends all their time digging that car out, do not drive into that spot.
0: (laughs) Har har. Yep, that's former Mayor Richard M. Daley who consistently backed Dibs. Like his successor Rahm Emanuel, who called it, quote, sweat equity. So what about our current mayor, Lori Lightfoot? Well, she's being a lot less vocal. We've requested a comment on her stance a half a dozen times, but no one on the mayor's current staff dares to weigh in on dibs. Maybe she knows that taking any stand on dibs could cheese off like half the electorate.
1: This town is divided right down the middle on this topic.
0: That's Chicago Tribune columnist Eric Zorn. About a decade ago, he polled readers on dibs and...
1: It was as close to exactly split as I've ever seen one of these polls. It was one vote difference out of about 6,000 cast, for and against.
0: So given this divisiveness, Zorn thinks Lightfoot's silence may be savvy. But if the mayor did speak out, it could change the actions of thousands of city workers. Zorn learned this a decade ago when his wife Johanna got super mad and removed all all the dibs junk from their street.
1: And she called 311, the non emergency number, and she asked the city to come and pick up the stuff. And the non emergency operator said no. Chicagoans have to honor parking junk. The mayor said so.
0: Yep, the mayor said so. Still, today Zorn has given up on ending dibs and just wants to see some rules around it, like in Boston, where the mayor said he'll only honor it for 48 hours. So why do our politicians allow this? Well, University of Chicago law professor Richard Epstein has studied this weird Chicago custom, and he says dibs solves a problem.
1: The problem of dibs in parking spaces only arises if you cannot clean the streets.
0: And since the city can't seem to clean the side streets or won't, they've essentially farmed out the job to neighborhood shovelers. In exchange, the shovelers get to break the law. Epstein's seen this process before. You often see situations where practices are illegal as a matter of law, but developed by way of custom. And the people who enforce the law see that the custom actually has some benefits, and so they let it kind of ride. So the city lets it ride for the benefit of free street shoveling by citizens. Unless you count the cost of vandalism, violence, and the anger it sparks every year.
1: One woman who defied dibs found herself in a dangerous situation. A car vandalized, and the owner wonders if it's a case of dibs going way too far. Mendez says she called police, but she has no proof of who cut her tire.
0: But is this really our only choice? I mean, just because Chicago, Boston, and Pittsburgh do a version of dibs, does that mean that every snowy, congested city has to? Well... No.
1: We do have a very high demand for on-street parking.
0: That's Mike Kennedy. He oversees snow removal in snowy Minneapolis.
1: We haven't experienced that kind of behavior. We have a plan called a snow emergency plan for the orderly movement of cars so our plows can plow the streets full width. And we enforce that very
0: aggressively with tagging and towing. But before they do, they spread the word on social media, the news, and robocalls, telling people to move their cars to one side of the street. And for the most part, people just move their cars. For the record, Chicago did try a scooch-to-one-side-of-the-street thing 19 years ago. But residents said they just didn't get the word in time. The city hasn't tried again since. So today, there are a few things the mayor could do. Keep looking the other way, decide to enforce the law, or maybe come up with a Minnesota-like plan for clearing the side streets. But in the meantime, Chicagoans aren't powerless. Folks can always try what the Zorns did after a big storm one year. Invite neighbors to join forces and shovel the street together.
1: We just shoveled out spots until the street was basically clear. We were all together and it was a great community feeling.
0: Curious City supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Monica Eng. Special thanks to folks who shared their Dib stories, including James Dorian Gaines, Mario Jaime Aranda, Sherry Scalco, Celtic Queen, and Ben Randall. This episode of Curious City was edited by Jessica Popovac. Jesse Dukes is our audio producer, Catherine Nagasawa is our digital producer, and our intern is Mackenzie Crosson.
1: Next time on Curious City, ever hear this when you're on the L train? Soliciting and gambling are prohibited on CTA vehicles. That warning might seem odd if you've never seen a car game on your trip, but this fella says it happens and hopes you don't fall into the same trap he did. Sitting back, I'm watching the guy do the three-card molly routine, and I'm saying to myself, I got him, I got him, and he got me. <laughs> That's next time on WBZ's Curious City.